Hey, it's time for voiceover body shop tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. Tech tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. Tech talk. If you have a question about your home voiceover studio, and you must because we've been doing this for 12 years and you guys still come up with stuff. All you have to do is put it in the chat room. Jeff Holman is sitting over here and he is going to get reload those questions to us in just a little bit. But George and I have lots of cool stuff to talk about in like like this microphone and a few other things. Yeah, this microphone here, and we'll talk about a little bit more about whistle. All right. I love talking about whistle. I'm, I'm I love talking about whistle and I like talking about noises. I have trademark. We're covering. So be careful things. how you use it. I use it and I tr I literally use your name in context every single time. All right. That I use it. Excellent. It's time for voiceover body shop tech talk right now. VoiceOver Body Shop Tech Talk is brought to you by VoiceOverEssentials.com, the home of Harlan Hogan's signature products. Source Elements, the folks who bring you Source Connect. VOHeroes.com, become a hero to your clients with award-winning voiceover training. VoiceActor.com, your voiceover website ready in minutes. VoiceOver Extra, your daily resource for voiceover success. And by World Voices, the industry association of freelance voice talent. And now, here's your hosts, Dan and George. Well, hi there. I'm Dan Leonard. And I'm George Whittem. And this is VoiceOver. Body Shop. Or VO. BS. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. It's Tech Talk. And we got lots of cool stuff to talk about today or tonight or whatever time you're watching. And hopefully this. a lot of good questions. Yes. If you've got a question about your home voiceover studio or some piece of technology that you're trying to understand. A new software, a new plugin. Somebody said I should buy this. Oh, Ask yeah. Ask us so we can save Say, you a lot. Don't freaking buy that. <laughs> I worked with a guy today. I bought this new mic because this hotshot guy told me to go buy this mic i said why'd you buy it he says because he told me to buy it i said why did he tell you to buy it he says because you got to have this mic i said how do we know you need that mic he says i don't know <laughs> exactly <laughs> this happens and we talked we talked about this last week why do you have to have an expensive mic it doesn't matter <laughs> anyway as you can probably see and hear there's a lot that goes on with the misinformation and you know sometimes it's people sending you in the wrong direction they want to send you down a technological rabbit hole because unlike most people in this business there are a few schmucks and they're going to do that kind of thing and uh and there's misinformation there is confusion the confusion all these sorts of things if you really want to get it right and not have to worry about your 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 recording studio, your mm -hmm. home voiceover studio, because all you really want to do is open the door, walk in there, close the door, hit the button and do what you do, which is read copy and perform. Yep. You don't want to worry about all the technology. A minimum, a minimum of distractions. Exactly. Yeah. That's what George and I do. We are home voiceover studio experts. We have built thousands of studios. Every voice is different. Every room is different. Every mic is different, sort of. Uh, and every, every home studio has to be custom designed. So George and I really examine who you are, what your lifestyle is like, your living situation. You know, your wife doesn't want you using the closet. You know, those, those sorts of things. Yeah. I ask those kinds of questions. Yeah, and, you're in the closet. Whose closet is it? That's right. And can you leave your mic set up in there or not? Right, exactly. <laughs> that's a big deal. It, it is. It is. You know, because it's the quietest and it's also the best acoustics are closed. Most people's studios. That's yeah. right. But if you want help getting your home studio started or if you're having problems, if you don't understand the three important things about acoustics and mic technique and setting levels and all those sorts of things, and if you master those, you don't even need us. Well, you still will. All you have to do is contact one of us and you can get a hold of George and all the services he has over at georgethe.tech. In fact, we have a landing page, georgethe.tech slash VOBS. If you'd like to see our specials that we have for you, 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, where all our services are located. Um, when you go to our services area, it's kind of a Greek restaurant menu. There's a lot of options. But on the left side, there's a filters area, and you can look for certain things that you need. Maybe it's just Twisted Wave. You can filter and make sure you're seeing all the Twisted Wave-related stuff. Then when you go to book services, you're going to see availability of, of our team now, not just me. There are little initials in the calendar, and you can book a time with anybody on our team. And everybody in there are experts at that technology, whatever it be, Twisted Wave or whatever. So that's what we've got going on for you over at georgethe.tech. If you just want to work with Dan and just simplify your life, you head over to homevoiceoverstudio.com uh, because, yeah, I, I take a very, I take people very personally. You know, I, I really like to see what it is you do, how you live, and explain to you how to get your home voiceover studio set up quickly, easily, so it's hassle-free. Mm -hmm. Now, some guys, you know, they work with George. George works with the big boys. You know, the he builds voiceover palaces. But you also work with people in their closets and stuff like that. Yeah. And I like to keep things simple and economical. And if you want to work with me, go over to homevoiceoverstudio.com. And if you already have your studio set up, but you're not sure about the sound, all you have to do is go to my website, homevoiceoverstudio.com. There it is right over there behind George, in front of George. There it is right there. All you have to do is go over there and contact me there. And you'll also find my specimen collection cup. And in the specimen collection cup, you can, you can dump your, your audio, MP, your, your MP3 of your audio. So I can get an idea of what your, the raw sound of your studio is. Cause everybody's like throwing all this processing and stuff in it. I don't want to hear any of that. I want to hear the raw sound to see what possible little tweaks we can make with it that way. But you don't use technology to make yourself sound better. You may use technology to record yourself and make these minor little corrections. So go on over there. So anyway, it's time for George's tech update. And you got lots of cool stuff today, including this guy. Yeah, well, we've, we've talked about it. We've teased it. This microphone probably needs no real introduction because, well, Rode is excellent at marketing. But <laughs> it is a mic that has become a hot, a hot ticket. And so we finally got one to play around with. So this is the, the Rode um, NT1 that we all know and love, many of us, fifth gen. Right. And it's interesting because it looks very similar to its prior generation microphones. It's the same shape. It's the same size. Reportedly, it's the same capsule and it supposedly sounds, it's supposed to sound identical to the last I thought it generation. sounded better, actually. Yeah, it may sound better. I mean, so that's the whole idea. So this, but this mic's trick up its sleeve, of course, is not that it's just an XLR microphone. It also connects with USB. Now, what makes this kind of, the part that I don't like <laughs> is that, you can you have to make a decision which one you're going to use. You you can't have them both plugged in at the same time. The design choice to do this was probably to keep the design clean, not have any holes in the body of the microphone. You actually connect the USB in the same area as the XLR. It's just a little off, but you can't plug the XLR in. You can't it. plug them both in at the same time. But when you plug it in with USB, it does then become a USB microphone. Now, it has no switches, dials, nothing on the body of the mic. It doesn't have a headphone jack, so if monitoring yourself for a podcast or something is your bag, it may not be a good choice for you. You might want to go with the NT-USB Plus, which is a cheaper mic that has headphone monitoring. But if you want extremely high quality, extremely low noise, low distortion, great sounding audio, and you're doing performances, like you're doing games, you're doing characters, you're doing commercials, whatever. In those cases, you generally don't need to listen to yourself. And Dan's been preaching this for years. You don't need headphones. And so when, with some practice, when you get the mic in the right spot, it captures you as you sound in your space. It sounds amazing. The extra thing that this thing throws at you, and not only, with the, not only uh, is the USB doubling as the mic doubling as a usb mic interesting it also has this technology called 32-bit float everybody's talking about it nobody understands yes so 32-bit float is a strange beast and i thought maybe without creating an absolute calamity if this thing will let me do a share screen 
I thought, yep, of course, now it wants to give, I, I have to give permission and then I'll have to leave the show to come back. Let's see what happens if it'll let me do this. Yeah, I got to quit and reopen Chrome. I have to leave the show. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll uh, sort of improv while I do this since we're not using this to run the show, thank goodness. Um, so the whole idea here is that with 32-bit float recording, it's capturing a much, much wider dynamic range from the absolute quietest possible sounds that the microphone can hear to the loudest. Right. And it's something like 140 decibels of wow. dynamic range or something, wow. right? That's pretty good. I think this, the, low, the quietest the microphone gets is 4 dB, something like that. That's the self-noise. Right. The self-noise on a road is, is legendarily it's low. low. It's very low. It's, the thing you're going to hear is your room tone, your right. air conditioning, your, the environment around you. That's what the mic's going to hear, and that's what you're going to hear from the mic. At the loud side, on the loud end of the spectrum, the microphone will absolutely handle anything that your human voice can throw at it. You know, meaning that you can scream at it, you can yell at it. You don't overmodulate. And the mic is not going to clip. So being that as may, you don't have to worry about setting gain when using this very specific methodology of recording called 32-bit float. And Rode does it in a, in a unique way. What they do is they take the, the input, the, inside the microphone is basically an entire signal chain, yeah. but multiple signal chains. There's actually four different mic preamps and a analog to digital converters inside this thing on the circuit board. The signal is split over different sets of gains. So like if you're speaking very softly, it's using one circuit. If you're speaking at a certain level, again, what, what these levels are are completely proprietary like trade secret mm. patented we don't know but it divides that into different volumes then those are all converted into digital and then at the other end some algorithm or whatever combines those back into one signal and now you have this extremely wide dynamic range that it can capture free of distortion free of any anything that would get in the way of this quality of the audio so if i can bring up a tab of the current show we're doing right now which i am and i get back into the show here entering the studio i am now in the studio i'm now going to do a screen share share screen i'm going to do the entire screen and do that and do this. look at that hide a bunch of stuff there's our mixer <laughs> all sorts of things you don't want to see and now we're on the desktop and so in order, there's a trick here. And I wanted to show this to you guys too, because so many people are going to buy this mic mm -hmm. and then immediately use it wrong. You have to go into, and I'm sorry for Windows folks, I don't know how to, the specifics of the Windows side yet, but on the Mac side, you, once the microphone's plugged in, uh, which I can't plug in because I'm using it, so I can't show you the demonstration I wanted to show you in the first place. I didn't think of that part. Um, but you have, let's just pretend, for example, the built-in uh, microphone is the device. You'll see there's a thing that says format right there, and it says 31 channel 32 bit float. Mm -hmm. When you choose the Rode microphone, you have to make sure that it has chosen 30, 32 bit, bit float, float in this program called Audio MIDI Setup. If you don't do that, it's not actually working in 32 bit float mode. Okay. So you get that out of the way. And once that's set, then you just simply record like any other microphone in your DAW. In this case, I'm just going to use Twisted Wave because it's just drop-dead simple. And when you make a new file in Twisted Wave, you just make sure here you also choose 32-bit float. float. Right. Yeah. And now you'll be recording and capturing the entire 32-bit float dynamic range that the microphone has. The party trick that you can do here is you can actually record without any regard to setting gain. <laughs> and this is the most bizarre thing. You can record with levels pegging off the scale. It doesn't matter because when you're finished, what's actually happened is you've captured a wider dynamic range than your DAW can even capture natively. So it looks like you've gone wide right off the scale. Or maybe it looks like the levels are really, really low. When you're all finished, you just hit normalize. And this, this, this basically throws in the face of everything we have learned about recording, right? Dan and I have been talking about this for years. Mm -hmm. You got to set your gain correctly. 
proper modulation, peaks between minus 12 and minus 6, on and on and on. Well, screw that. This don't, thing just... Don't rely on normalizing. <laughs> this throws all that convention out the window. And now you actually use normalize to correct the levels before right. you start editing, which is very strange. It's a new way of working. And I don't know, I don't know, Dan, do you know anybody that's like made that a part of their workflow yet? Not yet, because nobody understands it yet. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a new thing. I, I'm planning on now I have the mic of doing a little bit more of a comprehensive video. It's going to be on the George the Tech site eventually. And you can watch it and kind of watch me use it and learn it. And you can kind of follow along and see how it works in the context of a voiceover session. Um, but it's it's the new thing. It's a very unique workflow. It breaks all of, all of the convention and rules that we've talked about. And uh, it's fascinating. It's yeah. just, it's new, it's new stuff. And it took me quite a while to be convinced that it was a real thing. Yeah. Well, I really thought it was a marketing hooey. I, we were at VO Atlanta and uh, we were talking to the rep from Rode and he yeah. demonstrated, I mean, you, me. Uh, I think Ryan was there and Brian. Yeah. Ryan and Brian. Ryan, Brian. And, <laughs> Both of them. Yeah Mike, yeah. Mike McGonigal was in there. Yeah. And, Mike was there. And uh, a few others. And we're all like, yeah, <laughs> we were, we were impressed. We did some tests. We had, um, gosh, we had, uh, oh my gosh, come on, George, our friend, the, the amazing, <laughs> you're going to have to edit this out. <laughs> Fenoy. Oh, Dave, Dave Fenoy was We there. had Dave Fenoy there doing, um, um, character, uh, video game. What do they call it? Battle chatter. Right, right. So he was going from really soft and like doing this to like full on battle cries and screaming. Right. And so we had this massive dynamic range and we were able to capture it without any clipping. It was, it was quite remarkable. I, th I think it's going to be really helpful for people doing the, the game stuff. Yeah. Everybody asks, how do I set the gain? When the character goes from very soft to very loud, uh, you set it high for you know it, it, it low for when you're yelling, and you turn it up and you mark it with a sharpie. I've heard of that. I've heard of people like recording all their loud stuff and then all their soft stuff. Right. With this, you don't have to no, do the soft stuff first because the you do the loud save stuff. Your voice. Save your voice. Right. A little quieter than loud. Right. And and but with this, you you can basically record it in whatever order you want. Right. You don't have to mess with any game. So that's the that's the cool thing about it. So because I have this microphone here, I wanted to talk about another thing. We always talk about how with side address studio mics that you talk into the side with the logo, right? Mm -hmm. This one here, this is the uh, Mojave. Right. Which side is the logo? Is it facing you? It's facing The logo's Mojave. facing Dan. <laughs> that mic over though, the, the uh, Harlan Hogan VO1A, we got a sticker on the back and the logo is facing you, right? Not this mic. And this mic, the Rode NT1 has caused more confusion about mic placement than any other microphone i've had a few of those this have week have you not <laughs> do you have. get a sample and it sounds like the mic's backwards and yeah, do you I, ask them if they have a Rode nt1 right <laughs> exactly are you talking into the gold dot you why am i to supposed talk, to <laughs> you have to talk into the gold dot so if i turn this mic around i'll mute it so it doesn't sound horrendous you'll see here there's a gold dot right that represents the front of the mic do you see how i sound now pretty awful <laughs> pretty bad right that's the front of the microphone now the side facing me now has the brand the logo the model right and so i was talking about this with a few other guys and we figured out that this is just Rhodes play and making sure the branding is facing the webcam <laughs> brilliant right but it's super confusing so make sure you know what side of the mic you're speaking into don't assume it's the branding because sometimes it ain't Make sure okay. you know. It's really important. Good to know. Another thing is uh, Dan talks about whistle all the time. What it's, it's supposed, supposed to, to sound, sound like, like, right? W-I-S-T-S-L. Right. That's how it spells out. So uh, today I was working with a client, and you know, I, we, we spent some time because he had just got a brand new mic. It was a 41.6, mm -hmm. 416, and we were trying to get the placement right. There's a, there's a trick to getting that mic placed correctly. It sounds okay, if it's wrong, right. but it sounds great, great if, you if the it's sweet right, spot. Right. right. So we spent some time and we got it in the right spot. He recorded a clip. I said, you nailed it. That sounds exactly like what it's supposed to sound like. I said, save that clip and call it your whistle reference. What it's supposed to sound like. 
I'd never thought to do this before. You probably have thought of this and thought, why wouldn't you do this? But I never thought of that. And so this is just my takeaway. Once you work with Dan, me, or any, and you get that mic dialed and it's exactly in the sweet spot, record a sample, save it on your desktop, somewhere you're going to find it, call it your reference or your whistle reference or whistle file. Right. You can always go back and take a listen. Because you, you, you'll take these sessions with us, then you'll go off to with your life. You know, you'll go on vacation. You'll go. Oh, I forgot maybe, about how to do that. Yeah, or yeah. you haven't looked at the mic in a month or two because you're still kind of kicking. The, you know, you're still getting into it. You're not in a routine. You're going to completely forget where that mic was or what it was supposed to sound like. So keep a whistle file, and so you have a reference because you got to listen. You got to be really familiar with the way you're what you actually sound like on that microphone. So just a little fun tip. Um, another little quickie, quickie, good friend of the show and, uh, and client Jonathan Grant, he's been spun. He's been one of the <laughs> names we read at the end of the show for years. He said, I've been trying to chase a buzz out of my studio for a long time. He's a very technical guy, right? So he's thinking I'm losing my mind. I have tried everything in the end. What was the problem? His UPS the uninterrupted, power uninterruptible supply. power supply. The backup battery. The backup battery, exactly. Mm -hmm. And those are, we get, a lot of time we get those to not only protect equipment, so, but also to clean up this, the power. Because mm -hmm. a lot of them have built-in power filtering. Turns out that was causing his buzz. He eliminated <laughs> every other source. The one thing that you're thinking is the thing that should make things sound better was actually causing him trouble. So if you're in that situation, and no matter what you try, you hear a little bit of a zzz in your file, and you're going, ah, unplug everything, disconnect that UPS, plug directly into the wall or another power source, and check that, because that could be your problem. Right. We've always been saying that, you know, if you've got an electrical buzz, and you look at what's the frequency of the buzzing, it gives you an idea of what it probably is. Yeah, and it's just when, when you've illuminated, which he did, he tried cables microphones interfaces he, tr he eliminated everything through process elimination that was the surprise it was actually the power source that he was plugged in i'm gonna put that in my notebook and when that comes up lock that one away i'll put, I'll put it in my whistle <laughs> so now. speaking of noise you were going to talk weird noises yeah uh <laughs> i it seems like you know people are always calling me and, and, and emailing me and saying i want to help my home studio i don't know how to do it but a lot of times it's something's wrong, you know, like that t-shirt you have that says I'm here cause you broke something. Oh, I need another one of those shirts. Okay. I'll, I'll get you one for you. Thanks birthday. for reminding me okay. to put that in my t-shirt store. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's fascinating the different noises that people have in mm -hmm. their, in their studios. Now there's a difference between physical noise and electronically in introduced noise. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I could tell this story, but when I was doing a radio remote once and we were right next to a competitor's transmitter and they were hearing the other station over my microphone and we could not figure it out. And then we realized it's, there was a, there was a grounding issue, the bad cable. And if you got a bad cable, you're going to get RF, mm -hmm. especially if you're right next to their transmitter. Oh yeah. It's going to leak in probably somewhere around here. In fact, right. sometimes yeah. putting your hand around the bottom of the mic, it goes away. Right. <laughs> That's, it's one of those weird things that, yeah. that can happen. If you're going to get a, you know, a sound like that, or if you hear music or you hear a radio station, mm -hmm. uh, of course, if you can hear the radio station over that chances are you're being irradiated by an FM signal because you're darn close <laughs> to the transmitter. Pretty strong transmitter, yeah. pretty close to you. Yeah. I, I mean, the station I used to work for, I had the transmitter was downtown, and anywhere downtown you would hear that station no mm -hmm. matter what you were listening to. You would hear it in your teeth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that happen to me, but I've heard that that actually I, I I've heard. I hear it when people are driving by going... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like nice. broadcasting, you know, th th that you can, that you can hear yeah. with your teeth, but, um, but how do you determine what's wrong when you've got a buzz or a hum or a click? Well, it's amazing. Remember a couple of years ago, there was this thing where they, there was a sentence that they, they would, you would listen to and people were hearing different words. Oh, um, oh yeah. It was, um, 
Yes, Yanni, yes. and then the other word was. Do you remember? I don't remember. You either heard the phrase Yanni or the name Yanni, right. or you heard a different name. Right, exactly. People hear things differently, and they describe them differently. So people will say, I got a buzz. Well, they'll send me a file. Or, right. Well, that's not a buzz. That's a hum. Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah. not a buzz. It's a hum. Or someone says, I have a hum. And I'll say, no, that's not a hum. That's a buzz. <laughs> exactly. Or that's a click. Or, yeah. you know, there's so many different sounds that could be introduced in yeah. a home studio. Because... It is literally impossible to soundproof a home voiceover studio yeah. unless you invest a tremendous amount of money. Uh, you know. Also remember, don't put the cart before the horse. If, you're, if you haven't booked any work yet, your booth is not your priority. No, soundproofing is not the top priority. No, no. So, you don't need quiet on demand yet. Right. Eventually you will. Eventually. And if you, if you need quiet on demand, chances are you can afford to have quiet on I demand. I hope so. Yeah. But you've got to determine, is it a physical noise or is it a, an electronically induced noise? Now, generally, I, you know, I put on a pair of headphones and I'll listen. I know what airflow sounds like. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, you know, and it's at a very specific frequency. You might have a whoosh or you might have a low hum. Right. Or a combination right, of the two. Right. And I'll look at a spectrograph and I can see the different patterns in there. Yeah. It's like if something's a repeating pattern, it's like, oh, I know that's an air conditioner motor or it's a ceiling fan in the neighbor's uh, living room or something along those lines. Right. You've got to listen and, and really try and get an idea of what you think it is, or at least train yourself for what is a physical noise and what is a an, an electronically induced noise. So someone says they've got a, a humming and I'll listen and I'm like, well, it's not a humming. It's your air conditioner's on. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, oh, how did that happen? Like, there's something wrong with my audio. No, there's something wrong with the studio you're in. Yeah. So be careful with that. And another it, issue that can yeah. come up is that you might be hearing that noise in playback. Right. But it's not in the recording. Right. That happens a lot. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't hear it. It's like the better of the two. Right, exactly. At least the files you're sending out are right, they'll, clean, but whenever you play it, you're going, I hear nothing. I don't hear anything. What's yeah. going on? It's right. like, you know, what? and then my question is, is how are you listening to it back? What yeah. is your playback system? Are you listening on headphones? Are you listening on studio monitors? What's your interface? All these questions, because asking questions is how you troubleshoot. Mm -hmm. If not this, then this, then this, then this. And for a lot of people, the only other thing they're going to have to play it back on is probably a phone. That's right. You know, which is where most auditions are probably listened to on anyway. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but so learn the difference between physical noise and electronic noise, and that will help you troubleshoot. But of course, if you can't troubleshoot it yourself, you can get a hold of one of us. We'll figure it out most of the time. We'll sniff out the noise most of the time. We have a, I've been stumped occasionally where I just send it out to a bunch of people and I say, guys, what do you I, think it is? this is driving me nuts. What do you guys think this is? <laughs> That's what was happening to Jonathan. Yeah. We need to bring back bad audio of the week. Yeah. Maybe we have to give it a new name so people are more likely to submit their audio files. Hmm. Let me think. I about still that. like the name Bad Audio of the Week. week yeah. yeah. And we had some real fun ones with yeah. that. But that was like 10 years ago. I know. I know. But why, why we stopped it, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to answer your questions, which you still have plenty of time to put in the chat room so we can answer your questions about your home voiceover studio here on Voiceover Body Shop Tech Talk. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Bill Farmer and you are watching Voiceover Body Shop. It's great. Setting up for voiceover recording on the road can be a real hassle. You can't bring your boom stand with you. The solution? After six long months, Harlan Hogan's VoiceOverEssentials.com finally has their popular desktop stand back in stock. The Harlan Hogan Adjustable Height Desktop Stand fits U.S. and all international microphones with its thread adapter. It features quick assembly and has a low center of gravity for great stability making it great for home and on the road. The two-way adjustable desk stand gives you infinite height adjustment from five and a half to eight and three quarter inches. And the rubber ringed low profile base fits perfectly into the pre-cut desk stand slot of both the Portabooth Pro and Plus. They're back and they're keeping the pre-shortage price. Damn inflation has become their motto. 
The Harlan Hogan Adjustable Height Desktop Mic Stand. Just $39.95 and only at voiceoveressentials.com. Hey, everybody. Time to thank our, our, our lovely sponsors, Source Elements, because they have supported us for so many years. And why are they able to support us? Well, because they make the preeminent software for connecting studio to studio for audio, and that's Source Connect. Uh, it's really the, I, you know, we use this word a lot, it gets overused, but the phrase industry standard, um, it's hard to overuse it when we talk Source Connect because it has been there since the days of ISDN and it lived when ISDN died. Because whenever we moved home, when we moved back into home studios, even the producers moved into home studios during the pandemic, guess what they couldn't get at home ISDN, <laughs> but they could get Source Connect. So Source Connect is absolutely the big dog and you really want to make sure you're familiar with it, know how to use it, and just, you know, at least the very basic habit functional on your computer because you want to be ready when that session comes up or that opportunity arises. To do that, first, go to source-elements.com and get your account set up over there. They have a tremendous amount of free learning content to get you going. And after you do that, they will even help evaluate your audio if you sign up for a subscription. So get the subscription going because now you're going to get their full-blown support to handhold you through even checking out your studio. It's really a great service. Their service has gone way up in the last few years. So anyway, head over to source-elements.com, get your account, become familiar, be Source Connect ready for that big gig that might come down the pipe. Thanks so much for your support, Source Elements, and we'll be back after a couple more spots. You know, I don't think there have been two consecutive letters spoken more often in the last couple of years than AI and spoken in a very dangerous way because of the danger posed by AI and synthetic media. Uh, voice, face, it's, it's all crazy, right? I think we should have that conversation, but I also think we should have a conversation about how to protect yourself, how to gain knowledge about artificial intelligence and synthetic voices, and also the potential gifts, the potential positives, the potential good things that can happen when you familiarize yourself with what AI is, how it works, and how it can be used. And so I'm going to do that. I've got a new class coming up on the 17th of August. It's going to be absolutely free. It's going to be called Getting Started in VO, Thriving in the AI World. I'd love for you to join me. Go to voheroes.com slash go. That's voheroes.com slash go. And I'll see you there. This is Bill Ratner, and you're enjoying Voice Over Body Shop with Dan Leonard and George Widom. VOBS.TV. And we're back. Yes, we is. To answer your questions, which you still have plenty of time to put into the chat room, and Jeff Holman will get it to us. So That's right. Let's go to the first question from Justin Ramos. Go for it. All right. Thanks for the question on YouTube, Justin. Um, I moved into a new place, and the house has a floor crawl space so the floor is hollow right in the closet i was going to set up my booth so i mean there must be a hatch there. the hatch in the floor in the booth um it's a full two feet below should i avoid that closet and do a different room well i mean the thing is the only way to answer that question would be to know what the other rooms are <laughs> yeah. you obviously pick that closet for a reason it must right. be the well, let's assume it's the quietest closet in the house. Yeah, hopefully an, an interior closet with no exterior walls. That right, sort of thing. exactly. And if that's why you picked it, then it's probably still the best closet to use in the house. Um, in terms of the crawl space, I would just put a heavy, like a heavy floor mat over the whole thing and just cover the whole thing. How often do you have to go down there? <laughs> hopefully not very often. Honey, the, the pilot light went out. If that happens to you, sorry. If you got to go in the crawl space. But if you don't have to go in there maybe more than once a year, yeah, just cover the whole thing with like a nice heavy rubberized uh, floor mat, you know, and then throw a rug over it or something. That should dampen it. Yeah, yeah you'll be fine. I, I wouldn't uh, do anything more than that. Again, if that is the best option for you, treat it that way and you'll be fine. I mean, I, if you've got a room that's just as good, consider it but we can't recommend changing rooms unless you truly have a, a far better option in your home you know good question though all right 
The next one's Patricia. Yes, who always is always has a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, uh, "Please cover the nose thunk thing that sound like a tiny tweak or squeaky." I see clearly when editing. What's best to avoid? I oh. th- happens to me a lot. Yeah. Okay. But some people, it's real prominent. Yeah. Like, or like if if you you squeal an s and it overmodulates or something like that. That's why a spectrogram is really cool mm-hmm. because you can see these things and you can just highlight it and hit, you know, silence, and it creates a nice crossover. You don't even know it was there. Do you like to use the silence in um, spectral view or auto heal? I use auto heal most of the time. Okay, but auto heal is kind of limited because it's it, it has to be in a certain space. Uh huh. You can't it can't be really long, like a half second or something like that. But it takes out those thumps. Now, what are those thumps? I've heard you know rhino otolaryngologists. Remember that word mm-hmm. from, from, from Joel, a, Joel Bernstein? On the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 what is a rhino-otolaryngologist? It's an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Right. Anyway, I, I said, what causes that? And I've heard a billion different things. What causes it? I, the, best, the best one I heard was it is literally a sonic boom. Because oh. what happens is it only happens when you are exhaling while you're talking. Hmm. Which you, because you're... Wait a minute, exhaling while you're talking, isn't that what you normally do? But sort of, (laughs) but at the end of a sentence, sometimes, you know, it... it, A little air leaks out? A little air leaks out, and that's what you get, a thump or a squeak or something Mm -hmm. along those lines. Mm -hmm. Is it happening, though, up here? No, it's happening in here. It's happening here. It's happening in your sinuses. Yeah. Usually, you know, right, you know, right, you know, what's that area called? Your septum. It's right in that area there. And, you know, your air is moving through there very, very rapidly. And it can cause thumps and squeaks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How do you get rid of them? Uh, One, relax. Learn when you make those noises. And, I mean, I can hear myself doing it now. Um, Recognize the sound. Recognize what it feels like. Right. Try not, you know, you know, Debbie Derryberry was always talking about it. And last week, you know, uh, Chris, Chris Lanston was talking about it. You know, when you're throwing your voice in different parts of your head, like if you're talking way up here, you go like that. Or if you're talking way down here, it's going to come from down here. And so what you want to do is learn how to breathe properly Mm -hmm. and, and, and try not to talk through your nose. Yeah. A lot of people are nasal talkers. People who are nasal talkers getting lots of thumps from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's generally what it is. And, you know, it's like, well, people from New York talk like that. And I'm like, no, people from Los Angeles talk like that. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. It's not geographical. Right, right. Uh, but what you, you know, in a spectrogram in, say, Adobe Audition, it's easy to take those things out. But you have to recognize them. Yeah, and recognize the pattern of what it is, and then take it out. Of yeah, there's, there's, they have not figured out, and I think it's only a matter of time before they do, and some kind of smart AI type filter that can recognize those things, and remove them to some degree. Right, but there's yeah, but nothing have, yet. There's not a declicker. No, that can you, remove those. Right. Sounds. Well, you can train that. You can train these things. Can you? you know, it's like take a sound sample and then remove that that thing throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Personally, you know, my philosophy is always <laughs> make sure that it is physical. What is the physical source and yeah. get rid of the physical source. Try not to rely on technology to get rid of it. Yeah. But there is stuff that you can use to. to so get rid of it. that sound, does it vary in volume based on how loud you're speaking versus a mouth click, which is more of a sort of just a mechanical sound? But mouth clicks generally come from dehydration. Right. Uh, but those don't vary in volume. No, no. They're, it's they're, just when you this, make a click. The same. Right. It's but the thump. Does it vary in volume, or is it when you hear it? Is it, it pretty it's, much it's always, always the same? consistent? Okay. Because you know, it always it's the same thing, and I'm the right distance from the mic, and right. that's always what I'm going to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but here's the other thing about that: when we're talking to other people, they don't hear it. No, they really don't. Because <laughs> we're not talking, you know, uh, you know, five inches from their eardrum. And they aren't sitting there listening to you with headphones. Extremely on. high quality studio headphones. Right. <laughs> so generally, you know, I'm, I'm, you know I, I've heard commercials where I hear it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard e-learning stuff where I hear it. Mm-hmm. 
don't concern yourself too much unless it's really, really prominent. Some people. If somebody right? else listens to that sample, yeah. and the first thing they say was, what was that noise? Right. Then maybe it's something to worry about. If right. they listen to the take or the whatever it is and go, I didn't hear anything, and you go, well, I heard it and it happens at one minute, and then it's probably not something to be too concerned about. Right, exactly. Same with mouth noises and other little human flaws like don't be overly flaws, they're just human things. yeah don't be overly <laughs> obsessed to concern about because these are also what makes you human and also what further differentiates you from everybody else an ai voice yeah, yeah. that too right you yeah, don't want to be too flawless so all righty thank you for asking yeah eddie furier eddie how you doing hey eddie um what are your guys thoughts on the zoom h6 thank you uh yeah, for what <laughs> yeah well you know if you're a field recording you know you're yeah. getting bird sounds great for that it's uh, a great piece of kit i mean uh yeah you can use it as a handheld recorder you can use it as a multi-track recorder because right. it records six tracks you can use it as an audio interface because it has a usb it's fine i mean i i haven't used it enough in comparison with the usual suspects like the scarlet and etc right but my understanding is that their most current stuff, like the H6, I think the N is the newest one, maybe. Yeah. Is that the preamps are perfectly clean? Yeah. They're fine. You know? It's not really easy to use, though. Yeah. User interface wise is a little it's clunky. Because it's like, okay, this go run through this menu and do that. Right. It's so much easier just to use regular interface. But if you got yeah. an H6, Eddie, and you know how to use it, mm -hmm. go for it. Yeah, it'll sound fine. It's yeah. just, it is just, I wouldn't recommend, that wouldn't be the first thing I'd recommend. I would recommend a lot of other things, but if that's what you got, which I happen to know that Eddie, I think, does have one, um, you know, it's perfectly fine. And and if you're, if you're going to record away from the computer or the computer you're using is unreliable, sometimes a standalone recorder, the one that uses flashcards, micro US, micro SB, SD cards, like this can be a better choice. Absolutely. If you can't, if you feel like I can't trust my computer last time I did this, I had a glitch or whatever, this would be a better alternative because it does one job. Mm -hmm. It records audio and stores it on a memory card. And that just automatically makes it more reliable than a computer for a lot of people. Absolutely. Oh, the memory card issue that I ran into about- On a Zoom. Oh, wait, wait which one? Which so issue? Each um, Zoom will only allow a certain, it, um, like you can't go higher. You have to look at their grid. Yeah. Because some of them you can't go higher than 64. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, when you're you buying memory cards, yeah. right, make sure you buy one that's compatible. You got to look at the manual or go online and make sure you buy a memory card that is the right size and class for that product or it just won't even show up. Right. Yeah. So good Thanks, point. Sue. Thanks, Sue. Yeah. 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 It's good time time. For, time for the Jeff cam. Time for Jeff cam. Yeah. There he is. There he is. There I am. All right. What's your question? <laughs> My question. You're on the air. Is, Go ahead. <laughs> what do you Don't guys, listen to your radio. <laughs> what do you guys think of the built-in mic in an iPhone for video recording? Like, do I really need an external mic for recording on-camera audition? It depends how far away it is. Yeah. Three if, feet. Less than three feet. We're talking two and a half feet max. Pretty so good. will you toss me that microphone? It is just to your right. That one right, right but next to your hand. No, right. More, more, more right, right, right. Forward. Yes, that guy. If you would hand that to George. Yes. So the microphone, the microphone on the iPhone 12 or any of the new phones um, isn't a microphone. It's actually an array of microphones. You know, there's like three, or at least three microphones. Oh, wow. And it's doing something called beam forming. And it's like, so if you're speaking uh, at the selfie cam, it's going to focus the pickup towards the selfie cam. If you're speaking on the back facing cam, it's going to focus it towards the back, right? It does all this stuff automatically. And it sounds remarkably good. And I, But it's only going to be good if the acoustics are good. And I know you've done a lot of work to get your acoustics how how's it sounding in there now with all the stuff you've added to the room? Uh, actually, I haven't put them. I haven't put it all together. I've got okay. all the ingredients, and I just okay. like, put it all. Well, it's up. it's all about acoustics at the end of the day, but the microphones built into any modern iPhone, iPhone ten, eleven, 
11, 12, 13 are really good. Um, and so it really does come down to acoustics. And the only way you're going to get something that sounds better is to use a specific, you know, mic just yeah. for like, like this, a little shotgun. This is the mic. video mic go to right made in Australia. Yeah. By road. Yeah. The gold and dots here. You don't talk to it like that though. Exactly. Yeah. That will. Yeah. See there, they, <laughs> there there's the gold rule. dot right oh, there. Wait, how am I supposed to speak into the gold <laughs> dot? No, <laughs> they should put the gold dot right here. Yeah. Come on road. Come on, <laughs> I'm going to talk to those guys. What are you thinking? You know? Yeah. And, oh. But it's it's also got this little VU meter on it because if you talk loud, it'll turn red. So you're over yeah, a little light. This is a great mic for for doing that. You know, I, I was noticing the other day as I was sitting on the table in my acupuncturist's office because I like to listen to music while I'm you know having needles stuck in me. <laughs> I would too, actually. Yeah, and I do. and I'll take my phone and I'll put it behind my head like this, and then I suddenly realized it was in real discreet stereo. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the sound on these things is fabulous. I know. It's mind-blowing. My girlfriend's got the 13 Pro Max, yeah. and she'll be just watching a video over on the couch, and I'll be like, holy cow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm on the 11, and it's fine. Yeah. And if she plays it on hers, and it's like a whole different ball. It's like unbelievable. And then the stereo is amazing. It even has like a spatial oh sound. absolutely like you're going like how does it sound like that coming out of a phone it's yeah, pretty mind-blowing yeah I, I, i'm pretty amazed uh, yeah. but, uh, so does that answer your question follow-up question to okay. that george didn't you say you had problems uh recording videos with that mic specifically like yeah. sometimes you i did have trouble at vo atlanta um in hindsight i should have used the Ro road has their own video app Right. Just for using Road their Connect. microphones. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Road, Road Connect. Connect. Yeah. And um, in hindsight, I probably should have used that. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I was using what I was familiar with, which is the built in video app. But if I'd used that, it would have probably been a more of a guarantee that it was going to work without any issues. I actually just got a new Rode product. I got a Rode um, Wireless Me. They make these little square wireless microphones now that are very popular oh, right. called the go the right. wireless go to right yeah, right I've seen those. so i got the, the 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 bargain one it's called the me and i got it because the receiver is also a microphone so you put the little receiver on top of your iphone or whatever and you put the transmitter over on your subject their mics they're being heard and then the mic on my phone is also being heard so i can interview or talk vlog whatever and and actually capture both sides and you know that you're you're hearing it and you know that it's working. right right so i'm going to be using that at uh one voice uh uh conference coming up this weekend which by the time you're hearing this was last weekend um <laughs> and uh i'll be playing around with that but is that necessarily better than the mic on the phone i don't know it really does depend on the room what you're doing how far away from the camera you are but i think if you're I think if you're within two to three feet, you might find the built-in microphone sounds quite good. You know, I think it sounds awesome. And so yeah. many people are like, "You need an external mic." Yeah, yeah. you know. I like mean, if it sounds good, it, it is, is good. good. You yeah. know, yeah. as we always say. <laughs> All right, yeah. thanks. So yeah, totally. All right, Art Kneedle has a. It's probably Art Needle, but there's a K there, so I'll call him Art Kneedle tonight. You're Kneedle, so <laughs> go for it. We have Knobles Grove in Pennsylvania. It's really K-N-O. It's Knobles Grove, so we oh. can say that. Um, it's using a mic's high-pass filter, the same as a Destructive Edit. Um, when would I want to use it versus a manual equalizer edit in post? Not a bad question. That's a good question. Um, yeah, well, it is destructive. We say it's destructive because the audio captured with that filter is permanent it's, you know once you, it's there it's there forever yeah, you are printing quote-unquote printing the effects right right so it's permanent it's always going to be there so from that strictly using that definition yes it is a destructive edit it's always there um you really it's it's another one of those if it sounds good it's a good thing if if you like the way that audio sounds using the low cut slash high pass they mean the same thing whatever the mic company calls it if you think it sounds clean and good and you're not losing too much of the low end octave of your voice i say use it it means that the original raw file will be a little cleaner there'll be less rumble and junk you have to clean out of the file when you're editing if you want to have a little bit more granular control really get into it 
then turn off that high pass filter and then use a software one where you can very finely tune it and dial it in to fit your voice. Then you have a non-destructive <laughs> process. Right. And you do use a high pass filter if you've got like a, you know, a below 80 hertz rumble, which most air conditioning and stuff is. If you're in an apartment building, guarantee you yeah. got some of that. Yeah. Stuff. It's amazing how much that'll reduce your noise floor though, without affecting your voice. That's right. A lot of that, when you hit play and you see the VU meter blah, 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 bouncing around in the room tone, most of the time it's mostly low end noise. That's giving you a tremendously high le uh, meter reading. So when somebody sends me a sound for a sound check, if I see like minus 50, minus 45 on, mm -hmm. the, on the room tone, first thing I'll do is actually apply a low cut right. and just see, did the level drop precipitously? Right. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it drops like 10 to 15 oh, yeah. dB just from doing that, you know? Yeah. A low cut and a high pass filter are the same thing. Yes, that's right. They're both used interchangeably and it's the same concept. So yeah, yeah good question. Side yeah. note. Art lives in Pennsylvania. Hey, then you might know where Knobles <laughs> Grove is. Then he's per, his name is Art probably Knoebel. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know. Put it phonetically into chat so we know <laughs> how we're saying your name. Uh, is this uh, the last one? It yeah, is. Last one. L C says, I just bought the Rode NT1 5th Gen. Just to get this right, 32-bit float is only available on the USB connection? Yep. Correct. That's all for tonight, folks. Now, <laughs> if you were listening a little while ago, George was explaining 32-bit flow. Yeah, that is true. It is, it is a special built-in feature that will only be usable when using the USB connection. As soon as you go back to a standard conventional XLR, XLR. you're bypassing all of that magic circuitry, and it's now just a regular, good-sounding, great-sounding studio mic. And, and so that... It has two personalities. So you're going to find that one ways may work better for you, and you're going to have to compare them and experiment and see what works better for you. Yeah, and, and, and like I tell people, go out and play. Play yeah. with it. See what you're it does. You're not going to break anything. No, yeah, of course not. You're not going to break anything. Just experiment, yeah. test. Yeah, Rode put a lot of time, effort, and money into, God, I, I can't imagine what the, the circuits in there look like because they must have shoved all sorts of stuff in there. If it's got different preamps and, you know, a, a, you know, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a, a DAC. AD, and, AD converters right. and all that stuff. And yeah, what they, like I said, what they didn't put in there is probably even more interesting. There is not a headphone amp right. or any knobs or any other jacks. So they chose that to, for various reasons, maybe to keep the cost down, maybe to keep the signal path as clean as possible, whatever the reason is. Um, but all that is going on inside a little circuit board inside the microphone. Amazing. Um, yeah. So good question too. We've got a lot right. of good questions. Tonight. Lots of good questions. You can tell a lot of these folks listen every week. So they're trying to come up with something new, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. We are not getting the same questions. That's over that's, that's and, over and over. All righty. Well, thank you for all your questions. You know, if you want to get your question at the front of the queue, all you have to do is use your email mm -hmm. and go over to the guys at vobs.tv. That's the email address for us. If you email us a question on a Tuesday after we've done the show on a Monday, it will be on next week. It's going to be a little while, but we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see these things. I'm like, okay, I got to take note of this. Yeah, but it'll be the top of the queue. Absolutely. Show. So write your question. It gives you some time to think about it mm -hmm. and write your questions. Anyway. We're going to take a quick break and we will wrap things up for this week right after these very important messages. Don't go away. You're still watching VLBS? <laughs> Your dynamic voiceover career requires extra resources to keep moving ahead. There's one place where you can explore everything the voiceover industry has to offer. That place is voiceoverextra.com. Whether you're just exploring a voiceover career or a seasoned veteran ready to reach that next professional level, stay in touch with market trends, coaching, products, and services while avoiding scams and other pitfalls. VoiceOver Extra has hundreds of articles, free resources, and training that will save you time and help you succeed. Learn from the most respected talents, coaches, and industry insiders when you join the online session, bringing you the most current information on topics like audiobooks, auditioning, home studio setup, and 
and equipment, marketing, performance techniques, and much more. It's time to hit your one-stop daily resource for voiceover success. Sign up for a free subscription to newsletters and reports. It's all here at voiceoverextra.com. That's voiceoverxtra.com. You know, you have to have a website. You know, as as at World Voices, one of the th- one of the qualifications to be a professional member is you have to have a web footprint. That means now not you don't have a des- I mean everybody can have a LinkedIn page and a Facebook page. If you're marketing yourself using those, you're sort of missing the point. Your ax- your voice actor website is your calling card, your business card. You know, I have business cards. You know, and there's, you know, and I can actually use it in case my mustache falls off. But you have to have a website, but it's a pain in the butt to get a website, especially if you don't know how to do HTML and all this other stuff. The folks over at voiceactorwebsites.com have a new website. It's voiceactor.com and it's templated websites. You go in there. All you have to do is pick the right backgrounds. They've got a bunch of new templates. Joe's always telling me, you know, we got new templates. They're great. You got to check them out. All you have to do is pick a good template, put your name in there, follow some very easy menus, and you've got a website like that and like in half an hour. So if you need a website, which if you're a voice actor, you do, and you don't have one yet, go to voiceactor.com and get yours right now within the next half hour. are the World Voices Organization, also Also known known as WOVO. We're the not-for-profit industry association of freelance voice talent. VoiceOver is a complex entrepreneurial business. WOVO is there to promote the professional nature of voice work to the public, to those already established in their voiceover practice, and to those who want to pursue voiceover as a career. Membership benefits include a supportive and creative community, a profile and demos on voiceover.biz, our searchable directory of vetted professional voice talent. Our exclusive demo player for your personal website. Our mentoring program, business resources, and our video library. Our annual WovoCon conference, a fun and educational weekend with other members with a chance chance to to learn learn and and network. network. Webinars and great speakers and weekly social chats with other members around the world. If your world is voiceover, make Wovo part of it. World Voices Organization. We We speak speak for those who who speak speak for a living. Yeah, hi, this is Carlos Ellis Rocky, the voice of Rocco, and you're watching VoiceOver Body Shop. All right. Well, what a fun hour that was. Sure was. You know? And, and it's really comfortable in here. It is comfortable in here. We could just sort of lean back. And you got the air conditioning, the right temperature. It's a, That's right. It's of course, a, no, now, now I have to reassemble all this tomorrow morning so I can go back to being a voice actor. You know, it, <laughs> I know it's a double-edged sword. It is, but I appreciate it, all the it, hard work. It's much more fun having my, surrounded by my friends. Yeah, and doing this and kind a, of and stuff. And guest in studio as we had last week was right. a blast. We have to remind people that if you want to have some instruction or a repair or something's going wrong with your home voiceover studio, if you'd like to work with me because I'm just a, a riot. Uh, you can go over to homevoiceoverstudio.com. I agree. And if you'd like to work with George, who's also a funny guy, just a little more technical than me. Head over to georgethe.tech slash VOBS. Use the coupon code that's over there. Don't make use the code. And we don't want to miss a new plug for the show. And that is imdb.me slash Jeff Holman. Absolutely. Our very own Jeff Holman. Go check him out. The guy's going to be a big star. He's he's hustling. He's working in Hollywood. He's on TV shows. Well, they're not called TV shows. Streaming shows yeah. all the time now. And right. uh, you're seeing him all the time. So right. uh, check him out. Yeah, Hire the man. Yes. You've seen him in lots of great stuff. Anyway, we need to thank our donors of the week. Like Greg Cooper. Grace Newton. Christopher Epperson. Robert Leiden. Stephen Chandler. Casey Clack. Jonathan Grant. Hey, Jonathan. Thomas Pinto. Greg Thomas. <laughs> Dr. Voice. Antland Productions. Martha Kahn. 949 Designs. Sarah Borges. Philip Sapir. Brian Page. Rob Ryder. Shauna Pennington Baird. Don Griffith. Trey Mosley. Diana Birdsall. Maria Mackis. And Sandra Manwiller. 
Thank you. Sue, don't you have a plug? What's that license plate frame I saw on your car today? What did it say? Oh, Angry Workshop LA. Angry Workshop LA. Go find Sue. AngryWorkshopLA.com. Okay, great. Uh, we need to thank our sponsors like Harlan Hogan's VoiceOver Essentials. VoiceOver Extra. Source Elements. GeoHeroes.com. VoiceActor.com. And WorldVoices.org, the Industry Association of Freelance Voice Talent. And go find it and it, learn it. Go, go check out our new website. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. Uh, we have to also thank uh, Jeff Holman at imdb.mead forward slash Jeff Holman. Two plugs. <laughs> wow. Uh, to make up for lost time. Sue Merlino, our amazing producer, TD, uh, therapist. Yes. And Lee Penny, just because he's Lee Penny. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for all your questions and thanks for watching. And just remember, it's not an easy business. Your sound is very important, but if it sounds good, it is good. I'm Dan Leonard and I'm George Whittem. And this is voiceover body shop or VO B S tech talk, tech talk, tech talk, tech talk, nice socks, tech talk, tech talk, tech talk.